Seven years ago, I didn't even know where Medina, Ohio was. Seven years ago, I was pastoring a church in um, Waxahachie, Texas. Say it three times real fast with me. Waxahachie, Waxahachie, Waxahachie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the Lord brought us to Mount Vernon Nazarene University in Mount Vernon, Ohio, a few years ago. And I've had the privilege of uh, working with our president in special projects that uh, uh, relate to our churches and on our zone and in our area. And uh, also uh, uh, working as chaplain with um, our graduate and professional studies uh, group uh, and uh, it's been fun to be here at MVNU. I didn't want to come. Didn't want to come, Dave. My wife is a nurse educator. They called her and said, would you like to come and uh, be our dean of nursing and health sciences? And she was all over it. And I was not. But I went with her, and we, they offered us both a job. And she was excited, like everything. We pulled into a nice little town of Mount Vernon and went to the interview, and they interviewed us, and I was kind of dragging my feet. And I thought, I've got stuff I can do. You know, the Lord can help me where we are. And, and I walked onto the campus, and I looked at, um, across the front of that big old chapel was a, the biggest banner I've ever seen in my whole life. And it said, Changing the World with the Love of Christ. And something down in my heart says, Jim, you can buy that, can't you? And I said, yes, I can. And that's when I sold out to serving the Lord through Mount Vernon Nazarene University. And so this is the beginning of our seventh year here. I'm privileged to have my wife with me. Her name is Carol. She's the dean of the School of Nursing and uh, Health Sciences. She doesn't get to travel with me very often, but uh, I'm glad to have her when she uh, is able to be with me, and she's here today. Um, when Pastor Pete uh, uh, asked me to come, I said, uh, how, how did you find out about me? I, I, I've never met you, uh, Pete. And he said, well, uh, Scott Sharps, that's my pastor, <laughs> recommend that, that I call you. And I said, man, I am so pleased to have friends. And so I'm excited about being at Medina here and thankful for the trust that your pastor uh, has uh, shown by inviting uh, this old guy <laughs> to come uh, and uh, talk with you about uh, the one who binds us together. His name is Jesus. Now, you know, I work for Mount Vernon Nazarene University, so I just cannot go to any place without talking about MVNU. This fall will mark the 50th year. That's not very long. That's not very old for a uh, university. Uh, the university that I went to, which is, was, is ANU, that stands for another Nazarene university, is about 120 years old. And uh, so 50 years is not very long. And yet in 50 years, God has done amazing, amazing things. Over 20,000 uh, alums from MVNU scattered across the world, uh, making a difference, changing the world through the love of Christ. And I'm proud to be part of that. And so uh, I'm here today uh, representing MVNU. But I'm not only here today representing MVNU, 
And I'm only representing envy in you because of someone else. He's the one I really represent everywhere I go. His name is Jesus. And I believe that he sent me here today to talk to you and to bring you a message from his heart to yours. So would you join me as we pray and invite the Lord to speak to us through his word and by his spirit? And would you join me today in opening up your heart to seeing what the Lord would have to say to you? Would you do that? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege of being here in this place today. What a beautiful July Sunday. What a wonderful group of people. We've enjoyed beautiful music and worship. We enjoy your presence here today. We've heard the good news of what you've been doing through MVNU down through these 50 years and cannot wait to, to see what you would do in the next 50. But Lord, what counts today in a special way is what you will be doing in the next few minutes here in this place, in our hearts. Would you speak to me first? Would you help me to say those things that you've caused me to think and have laid upon my heart as a message to these folks? Would you speak to me and through me? I ask, Lord, that you would speak to every boy and girl, man and woman here today. Help us all to catch a glimpse of who we could be and who we would be if we were in you. Help us to catch that connection and to go into the future knowing that the one who has brought us this far is the faithful one who uses us to gather in folks to your kingdom that you have bought with your blood. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being here. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength, my Redeemer. Amen. Well, I'm going to read you a passage of Scripture, and if you have your Bibles, would you, uh, would you read with me? It's Romans. The book of Romans. Several years ago, Carol and I started a church. Just started, it was us and our two little children. And uh, we started making connections and winning some folks to the Lord. We got some people. We discovered that everybody has some kind of religious background. Maybe kind of scant and it may be kind of weird. But everybody's got a little bit of religious background. But a whole bunch of folks, even folks who have a pretty sound religious background, don't have a very good sense of the Bible. So I discovered that with our group, I had to direct them, do traffic directions. And so I'd say, well, I'm going to preach from Chronicles to the First Chronicles today. That's over to the left of your uh, side of your Bible. I'm going to preach from Ephesians. That's over to the right side of your Bible. Turn over that far. If you get over there and to the book of Concordance, you've gone too far. No. Uh, so I... I could do that today, but I won't because I think you're, you're, you're all right. Uh, would, you, would you go ahead and, and turn to the book of Romans and the 16th chapter is where we're wanting to go. That's about the last gasp of the book. So read with me, would you? If you can, look at it with your own eyes. If you have a Bible or a, a way to share electronically, would you kind of gather folks around and you who don't have, kind of gather around and do your best to, to see what is being said here today? Because I really think I want you to see it with your own eyes if you can, okay? Furthermore, in honor of God's Word, let's stand together. As we would do if somebody important came into the room today. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, 
a deacon of the church in Sangria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risk their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful of them. Greet also the church that meets in their house. Greet my dear friend Epinus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They're outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the house of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Trophina and Trophosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologos. Is that close enough? Julia, Marius, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. This is the word of God for the people of God. And so the people of God answer, thanks be to God. May be seated. I know what you're thinking. I can see it. You're thinking, what in the world is he doing? How's he going to get a message out of that passage of Scripture? It's nothing in the world but a big old long list of hard-to-pronounce names. How do you get a sermon out of that? It's just a list of names. Oh, don't say that to Paul. Because to Paul, every one of these names, hard to pronounce or not, every one of those names represented somebody who was precious to him. Because they belonged to the Lord, his Lord. And together they had served him and worked and been involved in the kingdom building of Jesus. They were connected. And when Paul wrote these names down in the original autograph, in his face, he must have called up the visages of these wonderful people who were dear and precious to him. And he wanted all of them to know that he loved them. They were connected. So not just the name, not just a list of names to Paul. I've got a list of names. When my mother died, she left a handmade quilt. On that quilt, in the little squares, 
was put the names of people from our church in the panhandle of Oklahoma, where I spent most of my boyhood, a little town called Hooker, Oklahoma. That is a location, not a vocation. Thank you very much. She wrote a little note and said, give this to James. He will appreciate it. And I looked at those names, and if you were to see that quilt and read those names, you'd say, well, isn't that interesting? List of names on a quilt. Well, it's not a list of names to me. I read those names, and I see those folks. I remember them. I read Marie Wuffenkohler. That was one of those names. And when I read that name, I remember Marie Wuffenkohler. She was a tall, I don't know how tall, maybe about nine foot tall, statuesque Germanic woman with flaming red hair that she put in those big braids and wrapped around her head. She looked looked like a Valkyrie or something. She was my babysitter. When my folks went away to preacher's meetings, uh, she kept uh, my brother, John, and me. Uh, She was a great cook, and she loved my mother. She just took care of my mother, checked on her, petted on her, made stuff for her, loved my mom. Marie Wolfenkeller, not just a name to me. Then there was Perry and Mary Smith. Now, Perry and Mary were not a very remarkable couple. They were just a little, I remember them as being sort of middle-aged. They sort of, when I was a kid, they were old. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mary was a a housewife, and Perry was a mechanic, ran a mechanic shop there in our little town, and they were just kind of little sparrow people, you know, ordinary birds, you know. But I remember Perry Smith. I remember one day... We were, my, I was downtown with my dad and met Perry on the, uh, on the road and, uh, or on the street and he looked down at our car and he said, preacher, the tires on that car are getting so thin that you're going to get out in the middle of the county one of these days out calling for people and you're going to have a flat and it'll take us three weeks to find you. He says, don't you bring that car over to my shop this afternoon and so we did, and he put new tires on my dad's car. I remember Perry Smith. Then there's another name, Raymond Raincamp. Yeah, I remember Raymond Raincamp. He was the guy who didn't want to give my dad a raise. I remember him. I also remember that when we built a parsonage for that church, Raymond Raincamp, he ran a heavy equipment, heavy equipment company, brought his backhoe and his dozers over and moved the earth and dug the cellar for our new parsonage and didn't charge us anything. I remember him. (laughs) I remember Walter and Viola Needens. Have you you, uh, made the connection that I grew up in a Mennonite town? All those Germanic names. Walter was my junior boy's Sunday school teacher. I've got to be honest with you, I don't remember a single thing he ever said in Sunday school. Not a thing. But I remember him. You know why I remember him? Because he loved me. He loved the boys in his class. He took us out to his farm 
and we went swimming in the stock pond, and we went fishing together. And I remember him talking to us while we were out there. Picture in my mind of Walter Needens, his pants rolled up, old white chicken legs, you know. I remember him talking to us and saying, Boys, when you go through life, you're going to have to make lots of choices. Make good decisions. I remember him. So what would be just a list of names on a handmade quilt to you is not that because those people are connected to me. They're connected to me because they were connected to Jesus and they were part of his church and I was part of that church and we were connected. Do you have a list? Whose name is on it? Think of one name. Don't say it out loud. Just think of a name. Somebody, maybe somebody who led you to the Lord. Maybe someone who represented God and good to you, encouraged you when it looked like the world was falling apart. When the devil came along and told you you were worth worth less than nothing, this person was brought to you by the Lord to lift you up and help you along the way. Remember that person? You probably got more than one, don't you? I'll tell you what let's do. I'm associated with the school, and I teach classes from time to time, and so I'm just going to be teacher today. We're going to make a list. So get out your list. If you have a piece of paper, no kidding. Get If you have a piece of paper, get a piece of paper out. Ladies, I know you're bound to have some kind of paper down in those suitcases that you guys carry. Um, get a pen. If you don't have a pen, look lost and lonely. Somebody will help you. And I want you just to begin to write down your list. Now, nobody else's list. This, nobody else is going to see this, just you. I want you to start out and write the name. Who's the first name on your list? Write that name down there. Again, maybe, maybe somebody who, who was encouraging to you or, or helped you along the way or led you to the Lord or encouraged you to find and to follow the Lord to Jesus' plan for your life. Write that name down. Write another name down. Go ahead and write a third name down after you get the second name down. I'll tell you what let's do. I'm going to make this an extended assignment. After this service, and you go to lunch, when you get home this afternoon, I'd like for you to get that piece of paper out again and just make continue to make that list. As God brings those names, and you think about the way that God has brought his people to help you Write their names on your list, and I want you to keep that list. I want you to keep it. Guys, I want you to fold it up and put it in your billfold. Ladies, carry it around in your purse somewhere in that secret place where you keep your $100 bills. I want you to keep that. I want you to keep it till you die. I want you to take it with you when you go to the pearly gates, the heavenly gates, And there somebody will meet you, and they'll say, what is that in your hand? You say, well, that's my list, my list of people who who God uh, gave to me, and we're connected to him, and and I'm connected to them, and they helped me, and they led me to the Lord, and and they encouraged me. And and he says, let me see that. I recognize some of those names. Yeah, I recognize those names. You know what? Those people are inside the gate. They're waiting for you. And when you go inside the gate, there they are. 
My mother, my dad, Marie Wolfenkiller, Perry and Mary Smith, the folks on your list. And across the streets of gold, a big banner that says, Welcome home. And after you greeted one another and had a fun time catching up and seeing how things are going, and together we'll turn around and link our arms and our hearts and we'll look toward the throne at the center of all of things. And together we can raise our voices, saying, All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. We are connected. Not because we were in the same town on the same morning in the same place in Medina, Ohio. (laughs) But because we're connected to him and we are connected to each other. It may be that somebody needs to get connected. It may be that somebody is not sure that their name's on somebody's list or that they're connected to Jesus in that way that connects us all together, that way that the saved know. Maybe in your heart of hearts you need to say, Lord Jesus, you know me, you know how I live, you know what I do. And you know I can't go on like I'm going. I need to be connected to you. I I don't want to live my life isolated, separated from God and from love and from other folks. Connect me, Lord, by the blood that we sang about this morning. Forgive my sins and wash me whole. And bring me into that group of people so that I too can sing that song together. We are connected. Lord, I pray especially for that one who is considering his situation and his need. Help that person to be honest enough in her soul to seek you and to enter into the connectedness of the family of God that lasts forever. As we go from this place, may we go aware of your presence, of your grace, of the way you work all things to your glory and our good and help us to be grateful and help us to reach out to be connected to others that you are bringing into us. I ask it in his name, the name of Jesus, whose name is above every name, at whose name every knee shall bow of things above the earth, on the earth, below the earth, and every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let us do it now together. Can I give you a benediction? May the love of God, the grace of Jesus Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.